Sound like a pop of Broadway Radio's pop culture podcast. My name is Matt Timonini, and as always, I'm joined by the brains of our operation, Broadway stars and Broadway Radio's Los Angeles Bureau Chief, Jennifer McHugh. Jen, it's been a minute since we've done an Emmy's Wish, Want, and Will episode. I don't know if it's been five years, but I, I think it might be. Are you ready to do this one more time? I am ready. I feel like there's more content than ever, and we have a lot to talk about. Yeah, but I feel like my TV has watching has gone down since the last time we did that. I'm looking at a lot of these nominees, and I was like, didn't see it. Didn't see it. Didn't see it. <laughs> Mainly because, like, there are things that I just don't find any interest in uh, anymore. But we will get to that. So how we do these episodes, if you've never listened to one before, we take the major acting and series categories, and we tell you what we wish had happened in that category, or that can be something like somebody that we wish had been nominated, something that we wish had been different about how the category is structured, um, something that we wish we had done differently as viewers. Anything is fair game in that category. That's the wish. Then the want, we pick the actual nominee that we want to win that award. And then the will, obviously, is the nominee that we think will win that award. Now, Jen, I feel like I could say this in a lot of the categories, so I'm just going to kind of get this as a general wish out in front um, so I don't have to keep harking on it throughout the course of this episode. But I really wish the Emmys would figure out how the hell they group these these shows and, and into different categories, because there are some of these things that are in the comedy category solely because they are 30-minute episodes and they are not comedies. They don't belong there. They should be in with the other... Uh, dramas, they because that's what they, in fact, are. And then also, limited anthology series. There are some of these that are getting season twos. They should not be in the limited anthology series. Similarly, people who are the leads of TV shows should not be in supporting categories. So uh, we, we've complained for years about how the Emmys work and how and how they don't work. Um, we don't always agree with the actual voters. We think that the voters are often out of step, although I think it's gotten better in recent years. But um, so those general big picture concerns, I want to get out in uh, out out in front. Do you have anything just like big picture stuff that you feel needs to be said before we get into the actual categories? I mean, those things are definitely things we've talked about before that need correcting. I also think Emmy voters are creatures of habit and they love once someone wins to give it to them over and over again because it's easier than having to watch six more shows than just say, well, I know this person's good. Um, that's my cynical <laughs> opinion of how they vote. The other thing is, is, is with the quadrupling of content, is it still relevant to have one show for every single thing and consider it television? So I think there definitely needs to be a reckoning, but that's not going to happen before September 12th. So we're just going to go with what we have and <laughs> talk about what we like and, and what we wish for. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, let's start off. Let's say let's go with the limited anthology and TV movie supporting actor category. The nominees in that category are Murray Bartlett for The White Lotus, Jake Lacey from The White Lotus, Will Poulter from Dope Sick, Seth Rogen from Pam and Tommy, Peter Sarsgaard from Dope Sick, Michael Stuhlbarg from Dope Sick, and Steve Zahn from The White Lotus. You will see this in a lot of these categories. Apparently, there were only three, maybe four, limited or anthology series that people actually thought were worthy of Emmy nominations this year. So we are getting 
tons of categories and it's even worse in this next one we're going to talk about but it's even but we're getting like a lot of double triple even quadruple and more nominees from the same show in each category so that's my wish jen is that not that they put a rule on this but just like i know all these people are probably deserving even if i didn't watch the shows but in this category alone there are seven nominees and three of them came from the White Lotus, three of them came from Dope Sick, and one of them came from Payment Tabby. I wish that there was more of a distribution across shows and limited series and stuff because it is just kind of ridiculous. And again, the next one's worse. Um, but it's like, really? That seems unnecessary to me. I agree. Did you see any of these? No, not a one. Not a <laughs> That's one. That's what I thought because when you were listing it, I was like, I don't remember talking to you about any of these. No, because these are the, this is what I'm talking about. What I said earlier, it's like n- these are things that I would probably have watched in the past, but they don't interest me. The White Lotus, I I think from you, you told me that it, I wouldn't like it because it is oh, so no, cringy. Not. Nope, not my type of thing. Mm-hmm. Dope sick, like all of the true crime, real world. Um, dramatizations aren't things that really interest me. Pam and Tommy, I had a really bad taste in my mouth because of them not really working with Pamela Anderson about it. So like none of these things were things that I was super interested in. Um, And I heard some people love Dope Sick and some people thought that it was inappropriate and really ended up hurting things and people in the long run. So I don't know. I, I didn't watch any of these, but I just wish that we had recognized more because there are certainly more TV movies and limited anthology series than just these three that came out in this past year. Well, then that'll segue into my wish. And I feel like you will, maybe not this particular performance or this show, but definitely support where I'm going with it. My wish would be for Wyatt Russell from the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, I, the show I did not think was very good. I thought it was a super mess, but Wyatt Russell was incredibly compelling as U.S. agent uh, in that in that series. Yeah. And just, you know, just to jump off and remind everyone that was my favorite Marvel series of 2021. Wow. So that's where Matt and I are on that. <laughs> there was a lot of like really good ideas in there, but they focused on the things that I didn't really care about. I wanted to see more of the um, and I'm not gonna remember any of the names, but the older black original super soldier um, character, uh, Elijah, I think his name was like, I wanted to see more of that. I wanted to see more of the young woman who's also been in star Wars things, who was leading kind of like the, the separatist group. Like she was compelling. I wanted to hear more about them. And I know that there was a lot of changes that had to be, ha- had to be made to that series, both before and during production. And then after it was over because of things that crept up with the pandemic. And I know that things were cut and and I understand that, but like the things that were the most compelling storylines to me were the things that I don't think they spent enough time on. Like I love Emily Van Camp, like revenge, I think is one of those shows that didn't get nearly as much credit for what it was doing. And I think she's great. I could not have cared less about her, uh, the, you know, the whole power broker thing and, and the, the you know, the, the, the empire that she was. I just I didn't care. I, I wanted to see these these more socially tangential and socially relevant storylines, which is what I think the the Marvel series should be doing. They should be doing things that the movies don't do, whatever that is. And I felt like they had an opportunity to do that. And, and it just really didn't hit the the areas that I was hoping it would. 
I 100% disagree, but we can't spend 60 minutes discussing the merits of Captain I mean, uh, Falcon can. and Winter Soldier um, because we have a lot to talk about. So, <laughs> Okay, fair enough. Let's move on to the once. Um, again, I did not see anybody, any of these in here. So my want is based solely on the fact that he is somebody who is basically just one of those guys that shows up in everything and always does a great job. And that's on... TV, movies, and on stage. He's a New York theater regular. And speaking of the MCU, just appeared very briefly in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I want Michael Stuhlbarg to win, although I don't think that's probably likely to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and my speaking as the resident expert, since I saw all of these except for Pam and Tommy, which was disgusting. Um, I will say that I want and will see Murray Bartlett win. That is who I, yeah, that is my prediction as well, because he is the one that uh, has kind of gotten all of the buzz coming out of here. So based solely on reputation and and what other people are saying, I I will go with that as well. All right, moving on. Um, Actually, real quick. Is he one of the characters coming back in the second season? Uh, without spoiling anything, okay. that, so, that's, that's a firm no. Okay, got it. Understood. He <laughs> he has taken he has taken a job in Albuquerque, so he will not be. That no. is correct. That, that's not that's not even a Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul reference. I just pulled Albuquerque out of the middle of nowhere. Okay, good to know. Yeah. Okay, all right. So here's the category that is absolutely idiotic. Um, this is the outstanding supporting actress in a limited or anthology series or movie. The nominees are Connie Britton, The White Lotus, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus, uh, Alexandra Daddario, The White Lotus, Caitlin Deaver, Dopesick, Natasha Rothwell, The White Lotus, Sydney Sweeney, The White Lotus, Mayor Winningham, Dopesick. That's right. Seven nominees, two series. Um, I uh, Some of these people I don't know. So I don't know Natasha Rothwell super well. I know Sydney Sweeney only by reputation i've never seen anything she's been in um the other ones are great uh mar winningham just recently on broadway and girl from the north country my love for connie Britton has been long established but i'm just gonna reheat that wish from the last one like come on emmy nominators there is more out there it's just really kind of ridiculous no matter how good these shows were that we're only getting nominees from two limited series well, my wish, I'm sticking with the same theme, is Catherine Hahn um, yeah. from WandaVision. Yeah. And again, as the resident expert who saw both of these yeah. series, I will say that I, of the people are nominated, I think Caitlin Deaver was the strongest. Really? I think Jennifer Coolidge will win um, because her her cast, her character was fascinating and it's at her Coolidgeist and if someone wants to give her a trophy for that, finally, go for it. <laughs> I I have want and will as Jennifer Coolidge because she is Jennifer Coolidge. Like, I love Connie Britton. I would, if she said, hey, Matt, will you marry me? I'd say, yes, Connie Britton, I will marry you. Um, but, like, it's Jennifer Coolidge. Give Jennifer Coolidge all the awards. And it is interesting. Caitlin Deaver, is she your want? Is that, you said she was the best. Like, does that mean you want her to win? I think she... In this category, I think yeah. she should win. I said Got I'll it. say should win, but I I'm not going to be mad if if anyone 
gives yeah. a, a microphone to Jennifer Coolidge. Oh my God. Yeah, she'd be great. Um, but it's I me, mean, Caitlin Deaver. The only time I've really ever seen her was in Dear Evan Hansen, the movie. So, um, oh yeah, she's she's better than that. Oh wait, wasn't she? Was she some, the sum of her parts? <laughs> what was the other thing? Was she was she in Booksmart? Is that what she was yeah. in? Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. Okay, so I, I did see her in that too. She's very good. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that's interesting. I, uh, uh, I I would not have guessed that she would have been the best out of that category of like legitimate major heavy hitters. Um, so that's actually really really good to hear. Uh, also. I, I really wish that Sydney Sweeney hadn't posted those pictures from her mom's birthday party. We all do, Matt. Um, moving on to Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series, we have Anthony Kerrigan from Barry, Brett Goldstein, or Brett fucking Goldstein from Ted Lasso, <laughs> Toheeb Jimo from Ted Lasso, Nick Muhammad from Ted Lasso, Tony Shaloub from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Tyler James Williams from Abbott Elementary, Henry Winkler from Barry, and Bowen Yang from Saturday Night Live. Here's the thing. Barry is not a comedy. It should not be in this category. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel is not a comedy. It should not be in this category. Saturday Night Live, I always have issues putting them in this category just because it's such a different type of of thing. Like, I feel like that should be in the, um, what's the official name of the category? Like the um, Variety variety sketch or something. Yeah, like it's just such a different thing that that that's a little weird to me so i i here's where i i do want to say fix this like if you like i don't care if you put all these things in the same category just put it under 30 minute series versus 60 minute series or you know whatever uh, thir- 30 and under and, and 30 and over or you know, 31 and over something um but it there needs to be just a little bit, bit more understanding because the stuff that happened i've i i've not watched barry f- because but my mom watched the first season because she heard it was such a great comedy and she after she watched it she's like i have not slept uh had had a good night's sleep because that show is like tormenting my sleep that is not a comedy like that should not be up against ted lasso and abbott elementary it just it just shouldn't And, and it's annoying that they can't in the year of our lord 2022 can't figure out how to organize these things more properly the funny thing is, is season one of Barry is its most comedic. Like season three gave me legit nightmares. <laughs> um, but I do agree with you that it should not be a comedy. Um, if it wasn't a comedy, I would want Anthony Kerrigan to win. But okay. but my actual want is Nick Muhammad because I thought he gave a tour de force last season. And it's it's never easy to play the unlikable guy. Um, or the likable guy that turns unlikable. <laughs> yeah, but I it, thought his acting was, his performance was amazing. Yeah. And this is where I think we might be having just a slight difference in like how we look at what we want to win. Because I agree. I thought he was great. And I thought the hate that he got after the season was over was like utterly ridiculous. He's an actor and a really good one. Um, but in a comedy category, like I want the, the the actor who's giving me the most comedy or giving me something more akin to comedy, at least while also showing great acting. Um, and I, I think that Nick was doing a more dramatic acting role because of what the part called for that season. So my want is actually Toheeb Jimo, um, who was his co-star in that season. So, um, I I thought he was great. I think the fact that he went from being a bit player in that first season, more or less, to being a real star 
in the second season, even though I was a little bit uncomfortable with his character's relationship with Rebecca and how they didn't necessarily address some of the issues that that type of thing brings uh, when I think they should have. Um, I would like to see him win for Sam. Um, Brett Goldstein, who is my Will, um, has a podcast that he talks about movies. It's a really interesting Mm -hmm. podcast. I like the way he frames it. Something like the movie you want to have when you're dead or something? Um, Something like that. It's very popular. But that's the premise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, to... Tohib, is that his name? Tohib? Yes. He was his guest this week. Oh, and cool. if you need a love fest, <sighs> these two are so in love with each other that they have each other as their wallpaper on their phones. That's awesome. So if you just need 45 minutes of love, I highly recommend listening to that podcast. Very good. Um, but I also want to say that I do wish that the the boys, the fellas from what we do in the shadows weren't overlooked because if you want comedy, who these guys are the, the pros and I know it's not your thing. And I don't think yeah. you watch that show, but my goodness, the performances that those guys give. So yeah, those, that was my wish. Um, yeah. And we both have uh, Brett Goldstein winning for the second year in a row in this category. That is our, um, our, uh, our will prediction. So we are on the same page there. All right. Next category is Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. The nominees are Alex Borstein from The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Hannah Einbinder, we're coming back to this one, from Hacks, Janelle James for Abbott Elementary, Kate McKinnon for Saturday Night Live, Sarah Niles from Ted Lasso, the legendary Cheryl Lee Ralph from Abbott Elementary, Juno Temple from Ted Lasso, and Hannah Waddingham from Ted Lasso. Um, My wish is that, like, all of them could win. <laughs> like, I love so many of these people, like Cheryl Lee Ralph, like getting this recognition late in her career, like being somebody who has been a a stalwart on stage and screen forever. Like, I would love her to win this. Um, I, I wish she could, but I also worship the ground that Hannah Waddingham walks on. Juno Temple is fantastic. Hannah Einbinder, I, I hope she you. wins, uh, you know, many awards in the future. Janelle James is great on Abbott Elementary. Like, I want so many of them to win. My problem here, though, is Hannah Einbinder is not a supporting actress on Hacks. Like, that's ridiculous. I, I mean, to put her in this category, I know they did it because they didn't want her to conflict with Gene Smart, and I get that for awards purposes, but even between the two of them, um, Hannah's the lead. Like it's it's told from her perspective, so it, it's just another one of these stupid fudging of the rules that the Emmys lets people get away with. But like Hannah Einbinder is the lead of Hacks, and she deserves all the nominations and the awards. It's just in the wrong category. Agreed. I just started watching Hacks. I just finished oh, the season, did. the first season, and oh, um, it's it's her show. So I don't. I agree with you. Um, my wish is in the category that makes no sense would be Sarah Goldberg from Barry mm-hmm. because her season three per- spiral was remarkable. But for comedy, my wish was Selena Gomez. Um, yeah, I have her I later. I don't know that I would consider her a supporting though. So that's why I have her later. I see. Yeah. My want is Janelle James because um, like you said, I'm, I'm thrilled that Abbott Elementary got some recognition, but Nobody makes me laugh like her on that show. Every single thing she says, she makes me laugh. So that's my want. But I do think Hannah Waddingham will win again. 
I, I also think Hannah Wadding, or no, I'm sorry. I think Hannah Einbinder is going to win. Um, <laughs> different Hannah. I think she's great. I actually want Sarah Niles to win. And here's why. To have a character come in to the second season of, I mean, the sweeping uh, Emmy-winning comedy from the previous season, and to come in and completely disrupt the entire season, that whole season hinged around her performance. And not only just in, like, how characters, you know, what happened to the characters and how they interacted and stuff, but, like, all of the plot worked around her influence on the main character. Um, All of the developments that we saw from a character perspective worked around her presence. And to be able to come into a season, a second season of a show that is so well established based on how well it did the first season and to fit in seamlessly and to kind of bring something a little different and to subtly just kind of like put a stick in a stream and then course not correct, but to change the course of the way a series goes, um, I thought it was brilliant. I, I thought that that was one of the most affecting performances that was very subtle at times, but also incredibly smart and incredibly funny. So I wit, well, I want Sarah Niles to win for Ted Lasso, but I, I think Hannah Einbinder will win. I'll tell you this. I thought she was brilliant in Ted Lasso, but until I saw her in Sandman... I didn't realize how um, she could play anything. And I'll just leave I'm not, it at that. I've not watched Sandman yet, so that's good to know. <laughs> she pops up and I was like, wait, what? Same person? Um, yeah, she's amazing. Good to know. All right. So let's go with Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Drama Series. We have Nicholas Braun for Succession, Billy Crudup from The Morning Show, Kieran Culkin from Succession, Park Hae-Soo from uh, Squid Game, Matthew McFadden from Succession, John Turturro from Severance, Christopher Walken from Severance, and Oh Young-Soo for Squid Game. Jen, why don't you start us off? What do you wish in this category? Um, I wish for Jonathan Banks from Better Call Saul mm. and Breaking Bad. Um, he's He has never won an Emmy for that performance, and I can't believe it. <laughs> I just can't believe it. So that's my wish. That's a good Has he been nominated? Um, I think he was nominated during the run of Breaking Bad. Um, okay. But he's never won. But not won. for Saul. Yeah, him or Jim. Did Giancarlo win? Giancarlo might have won for guest actor, but he's never won. For like for a legit supporting. supporting. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Um, for me, I, I, you know, look, Christopher Walken is a legend and I'm whatever. I'm fine with him getting a nomination. If we were going to give a second nomination to Severance, I would not have picked him in that category. I would have gone with the absolutely delightful Zach Cherry. Uh, in that spot, I thought he was great. He was funny. He was interesting. He really was just such a, uh, I don't know, such a weird force an unsettling force, like not in a bad way, but just like kind of kept people on their toes. I I thought he was great. I, I really, really wish that he had gotten that recognition rather than Christopher Walken, who I didn't think was especially doing much in that season. Um, 
And not that he was bad, but he was, it was fine, whatever. He was being Christopher Walken. But Zach Cherry, to me, is the person, if I was going to give a second nomination to somebody from Severance, I would have gone with. I would have also been fine with Trammell Tillman, who I've interviewed here on Broadway Radio. But See, when uh, you said Severance, I 100% thought you were going to say Travel. So I, I love that you said Zach. Yeah, Um I think Zach is great and, and I think he's funny and he's just bringing something so different. Like the thing, that, the thing is, is like Adam Scott, um, John Turturro, Trammell Tillman, like those, and even, you know, uh, Patricia Arquette and um, Britt Lower, you know, those folks are all people that feel like they're in the same show. And what I love about Zach Cherry's performance is that like, he feels just a little off. And I think that's what I meant by unsettling. Like it could, he feels like he's just from a slightly different universe. Um, and I appreciated that and it worked. Um, but that's why I really wanted to go with him in that category. But, um, but given the nominees in this category, considering I didn't watch all these shows. In fact, the only one I watched was severance. Um, so I'm going John Turturro who always deserves recognition because he is amazing. So, uh, that's who I want to win, but I'll go with Macaulay's little brother as will win. We have the same for want and will, and I had a feeling we would. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm really just going because because of Macaulay Culkin. That's why I, I went with that one. So uh, I do love Kieran though, because yeah. Scott Pilgrim versus the world is one of my favorite movies ever, yeah. and he's he's pretty great. Um, moving on to outstanding supporting actress in a drama series, we have Patricia Arquette for Severance, Julia Garner for Ozark, uh, Junghyo Yan for Squid Game, Christina Ricci for Yellow Jackets, Rhea Seahorn for Better Call Saul, Jake J. Smith Cameron for Succession, uh, Sarah Snook for Succession, and Sydney Sweeney making her second appearance for Euphoria this time. Jen, why don't you go ahead and start us with a wish in this category? My wish is for Sadie Sink from Stranger Things. I've, I think I've proclaimed before that it was my favorite season ever. And she gets of that show or of any show? Of that show. Okay. Um, it was one of those shows, one of those seasons where the first three seasons made more sense. Like it was a huge build and every you were like, oh my God, this is brilliant. Once you realize that everything was a setup to this season. And Sadie Sink's journey in this season was incredibly emotional. It was a widely talked about allegory for mental health, especially among adolescents. And she gave a performance far behind her years. And I I, I, seriously, I seriously can't believe that she was ignored. Hmm. Is she the redhead? Is she the one that was running up the hill? She was running up the hill. Yeah. She was also an Annie on Broadway. Oh, wow. Good for her. I love that. Yeah. Um, in this category, my wish is for um, – I wish that Imogen Poots had been nominated for Outer Range, which I am shocked did not get more love uh, in these Emmy nominations. It was weird. It was interesting. It was compelling. It was gripping. Um, it had you know equal parts Yellowstone and um, the Twilight Zone. It was I, – I thought it was great, and I thought Imogen Poots was – phenomenal like she blew me away and she's somebody who i know has had a long career on both stage and screen and and is always really good but i was really really kind of captivated by the energy that she and josh brolin had together um so i i would i would have liked to seen imogen poots nominated for outer range did you ever watch that 
No, it was one of those ones that you recommended yeah. that I haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, it's good. I, I I think you'll like it, but it's uh it's strange and it takes a while. It's written by I mean it's created and written by a playwright, Brian Watkins, who just had a show off Broadway. Um and it's it's different. It is certainly, certainly different, but the cast is great. Um Lewis Pullman is in there, Lily Taylor is in there, um uh, Tom Pelfrey, Noah Reed, of course, is phenomenal in there. Um, Will Patton, Matt Loria from uh, uh, Friday Night Lights is on there, too. The legendary Kevin Chamberlain, star of stage and screen, is in there, too, some. So uh, I really like that one. But all right. For what is your want in this category? Rhea Seahorn. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you're not a Better Call Saul person. I'm right? not. But she's who I want as well, just because I've always heard about how, like, this is really her show in these later it seasons. Is, it is. Yeah. And I, I would say that. She is the Sarah Niles of Better Call Saul. When you're walking into this, even though it's a prequel, you're walking into an already established world and a cast of characters that you're familiar with. And she stands out and she has been consistent through all the seasons. So for her to finally get a nomination, I wish it was her year, but I think it will go to Jennifer, Julia Garner. Jennifer Garner's different person, no relation. Yes, yes. Uh, let me ask you this question too: Does she deserve to be in the supporting category? Yeah. You think so? I don't know. That's I what, do. okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Um, I also have Julia Garner in there. I was torn between her and Sarah Snook, but I thought there was so much Succession stuff out there, and Ozark didn't have nearly as many. So I thought because she was, you know, so forward in both Ozark and Inventing Anna that like this could be a way to kind of reward her for both of those things. So uh, I also have Rhea and Julia. Let's go back over to the limited or anthology series and let's get into our first lead category. This is uh, outstanding performance by a lead actor in a limited or anthology series or TV movie. The nominees are Colin Firth for The Staircase, Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven, Oscar Isaac, Scenes from a Marriage, Michael Keaton from Dope Sick, Himish Patel from Station Eleven, and Sebastian Stan from Pam and Tommy. This is quite possibly, um, and this in the next category, like the movie star Emmy Award factory, because like other than Himish Patel, these are all like A-list movie stars, and we'll see more of that in the next category, but like uh, I don't have a problem with that. I, this, this isn't a wish. Like, I wish they couldn't do that. But uh, it is interesting that we have all of these major, major, you know, award-winning A-list box office bankable movie stars jumping in to do these limited series. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why these limited series categories are so interesting is because they do have huge names. And it's also why, quite frankly, I'm a little surprised that Gaslit doesn't have anything with Julia Roberts and Sean Penn. And I didn't watch it because, like I said, that the the ripped from the headlines, even if those headlines are five decades old or whatever, four decades old, um, doesn't interest me. But like, there's just so many big, big names in these limited series that it's uh, it kind of makes your head spin a little bit. For sure. Um, so I guess for, which is funny because my wish is a movie star too. <laughs> okay. Who? Um, I, I chose the controversial uh, pick of Jeremy Renner in Hawkeye. 
Okay, man, you really are going all in on the... Uh... Because I don't like that they were ignored. Like, these were incredible shows, and just because they have a comic book name attached to them doesn't mean that their performances aren't award-worthy. So all my wishes are for these people to be recognized. And I know that I have a lot of influence over the academies. So um, I think that, you know, if anything, Marvel and DC needs and and Disney need more recognition, Matt. Seriously, they really do. Um, All right. So my want in this category is the only one that I actually saw. But it's also the one that I think is incredibly deserving. I was happy that he was nominated at all. But Hamish Patel for Station Eleven which has both comic book and theater connections, uh, which is a hard thing to find in, in a in a TV series. But I thought he was phenomenal. I thought he gave a performance that was worthy of all the awards. So I will say Himish Patel is my want, although I do think one of the great comic book movie actors of all time, Michael Keaton, will win for Dope Sick. He's actually my want and will. Yeah. Um, I, I know that there were differing views on Dopesick, but I thought it was really good and really important. And he is not Michael Keaton in this movie. He's not the the guy you know, and he goes through quite a path. Um, but he I, he was amazing, and and people need to recognize. I think I, th- I think he'll get it. Plus, I'm looking forward to any speech that he gives. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on to Outstanding Lead Actress in a Limited or Anthology Series or TV Movie. Uh, movie star Tony Collette for The Staircase. Julia Garner for Inventing Anna. Movie star Lily James from Pam and Tommy. Nah, I don't know if I'd call it Sarah Paulson a movie star. She's definitely a big-time TV star for Impeachment American Crime Story. Margaret Qualley, who is not a movie star but does some movies. Her mom was a movie star at one point um, for Made, And then movie star Amanda Seyfried for The Dropout. Um... I don't I don't know that I would have I don't know that I have a wish for this, although I would be fine with Haley Steinfeld from Hawkeye getting a nomination or something. And um, that would be that would be totally cool with me. But um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. What is your wish here? Elizabeth Olsen. Is Mar is that still this season? I think so. Am, am I wrong? I think you're wrong. I think because well, I think that's fair. I think. Um, yeah, this is June 20, June 1st of 2021 through may 31st of 2022 so um wandavision was january of 2021 so that would been that's outside of this because the um the the lopez's were nominated for the theme song last year well then my wish is that her and Catherine hahn were nominated last year (laughs) yeah there you go that's fine totally fine with that um all right so what is your what is your want in this category the staircase is the only one I saw, but that has nothing to do with my want and will. I'm just guessing. My want is Amanda Seyfried, just because from the clips I saw and from the documentary, she gave a pretty good performance. But again, we get into that weird territory. Are we, are we rewarding performances or impressions? Yeah. I don't know. So anyway, um, but I think Sarah Paulson will win because the she's an Emmy's darling and people love to give her awards and that's okay. See, I think Amanda Seyfried is going to win. That's the only one that I think really stood out in terms of like the positive um, critical acclaim. I, I, so I think Amanda Seyfried is going to win. I wanted Margaret Quality to win just because of my love for her in The Leftovers. Um, I thought she was great in The Leftovers. I did. I want to watch Made. I heard great things about that, but I haven't seen it. So I heard that was really good. Um, but I think she was 
always fantastic and a really interesting kind of arc that she went through in the three seasons of The Leftovers. Um, so I would I, I want her to win, although I think Amanda Seyfried will. And I mean, my my connections with Amanda Seyfried have been super long. Like I remember her when she was a kid on All My Children. And then a few years later, she shows up in Veronica Mars and then obviously becomes a big movie star starting with uh, Mean Girls and then has gone on to be, you know, Amanda Seyfried. But I would be very happy if she won. But my my want, I think, is Margaret Qualley. Who was also a dynamite and Ryan King in Yeah, and Fosse Verdon. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, all right, let's go over to the comedy series. And let's start off with the outstanding performance, uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series. The nominees are Donald Glover for Atlanta, Bill Hader for Barry, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Steve Martin for Only Murders in the Building, Martin Short for Only Murders in the Building, and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Let, let me ask you, because do you watch Atlanta? I do. Not a comedy. Was it a comedy before this season? No, never no? has been. Okay, never has been a comedy. Okay, that's there's uh, a difference between comedies and dramas that have comedic moments. Yeah, and I don't think they did they know how to differentiate with them. Yeah, because I think comedies don't have to be sitcoms. Like Ted Lasso, clearly a comedy, but not a sitcom. Um, not even like a single cam like network comedy. So I, I think it doesn't have to. It's not like they have to be like canned laughter laugh track kind of shows. Uh, but because only murder is in the building, I think fits into the comedy category. Um, so I wasn't sure how Atlanta worked in there. No, I agree with you. Because uh, people were talking about it being snubbed for best comedy. I'm like, it's not a comedy. But then they're like, well, neither is Barry. So I see your point. Yeah. Yeah. And and there's no argument there. Um, but anyway. Um, okay. So my want in this category is not a surprise. I, I want... Jason Sudeikis uh, to win in this category for the second year in a row. Uh, I think that I, I just think that role is so important and his performance is so important. And especially this year when they turned the attention from him giving compassion to other people to finally learning how to give himself some compassion and dealing with mental health inside, you know, the story of a, heavily entrenched man in sports like i think that that is is far more important than people realize and i think that it was a really important risk that he took not only as an actor but as the show's creator um so i would like to see him rewarded for that obviously he won last year but i do think bill Hader will win um but i i would go with with sudeikis there did you say your wish i don't really have one Okay, great. Um, my wish is Reese Darby for Our Flag Means Death. Um, my want is Steve Martin. And I think Jason will win again. I think Bill Hader deserves an award for his season and his performance. Is it an Emmy for Best Comedy Actor? No. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my optimism behind Sudeikis to take it again. The, bat the Battle of the SNL alums. I know. There's a lot of them in there. Um, and even uh, Martin Short, while never a cast member, was obviously on quite a bit. What was it about Steve Martin's performance that makes you want him to win that one? I, I feel like in this is for season one that Correct. I would give it to Steve Martin for season one. I would give it to Martin Short for season two. Interesting. Based on 
what their characters went through. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, definitely Martin, (laughs) Martin Short, not Steve Martin. Uh, Martin Short got a lot of uh, some interesting dramatic stuff to do in season two. Yeah. So interesting. All right. Let's go to outstanding lead actress in a comedy series. We have Rachel Brosnahan for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant, Elle Fanning for The Great, Issa Rae for Insecure, and Gene Smart for Hacks. I tipped my wish in this category earlier. Selena Gomez, to me, is the glue that holds Only Murders in the Building together. Um, Obviously, literal legends in Steve Martin and Martin Short. But the show doesn't work if they don't have somebody in between them to bounce off of that feels not only capable of holding her own with these two icons of comedy and acting, to be honest, but it also has to have somebody who feels like she can one up them legitimately. And she does like and I've said this before, like I knew of Selena Gomez, of course, but I don't know that I'd ever seen her do a single thing ever until this show. But man, am I a fan uh, after this show, the, the, the way that she can deliver a dry cutting biting comment and it just sit there and hang in the air while you can just feel it burrowing into those two old men is, I mean, it's perfect. So I wish that Selena Gomez had been nominated in this category and you had her in supporting, which is fine, but I, I don't think that she's any less of a lead than those two guys are. So if they're in the lead categories, I think she should be too. I agree with you completely. I'm just trying to think like the Emmys would, and they would definitely put her in a supporting category. Yeah. But I agree with you when I think I legitimately groaned when I heard she was in it. I'm like, why would they ruin a show with those two comedy legends with a pop star? Yeah. And like, it was shameful after the first episode. I'm like, do I love Selena Gomez? And I do. I I legitimately love her. Yes. Yes. It's so interesting because, um, you know, she started as a Disney Channel star um, and then has done music and done a a few movies here and there, I think. But between people like her and Demi Lovato and Taylor Swift, who is – Selena Gomez's best friend. Um, I really think that these people who have had like these long careers, but are still in their late twenties, early thirties, these young women that have kind of shown people, I don't know, because kind of the difficulties that young women in Hollywood and famous people go through. Like, I think that their, their impacts are so far beyond the art that they've created. Um, all three of them in very different ways have, have been public about the difficulties that their careers have thrust upon them. And I think that they have all come out of it better people and better artists, but most importantly, I think better role models and inspirations to young women and young men even, um, and, and I really applaud Selena and Taylor and Demi and many, many others, but those are the three that come to mind because I think that they're doing great work on screen and in music, but then, uh, even more so just by being their authentic selves. And it, so it took some of them longer than others to get there. Um, but I'm glad that they are doing what they're doing now beyond just their careers. Well said. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to. Um, I guess we are on drama. Well, I would, oh, I, did you do yours? No, no, we haven't done our wants and wills. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were still stuck on wishes. I, I so, haven't even told you what I'm wishing. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. 
I was going to say Vanessa Bayer from I Love That For You. Oh, very good. Yeah, yeah. Another show you can't handle because Mm -hmm. of the awkwardness, but nobody does awkward like Vanessa Bayer. And um, it had the potential to be so one-dimensional. And behind the awkwardness, there's so much struggle and anxiety and and mental anguish that she goes through that I, I just thought it was a remarkable, remarkable performance that, and and no one even spoke of that show. Yeah. Uh, all right. What's your want and will? My want is Quinta Brunson and my will is Gene Smart. I have that exact same thing, except in the words of Willy Wonka, strike that, reverse it. I want Gene Smart to win, but I think Quinta Brunson will win. I feel like really? there's- I mean, I think that would be a huge and delightful upset. But I don't see it happening. I, I think there's there's a, been a you talk about voters being creatures of habit. Um, there's a lot of old people, and I think that they want to see network TV stuff do well. Um, the larger voting population is much different than the nominating uh, population. So I think that there will be a lot of love for not only the person who's the lead of the show, but also the creator and executive producer of the show. Um, I, I, I still think it would be an upset of Gene Smart, but I do think that that's one of those things where it's like, okay, one, uh, I think she benefits from the fact that a lot of people will, will not want to shut out this highly acclaimed and highly beloved from an audience standpoint show that is led by and centers black women and, you know, have it completely shut out. So I think that works in her voting favor, but I also think that there's just been a, a lot of love for, you know, a, a, a high quality network sitcom. Uh, and it's been a while since we've had one of those start. Of course, we saw like Modern Family go on an Emmys run for 11 seasons and it didn't really warrant it after the first one or two. But I think I I, I want Gene to win just because Gene Smart is perfect. But I would be very, very happy if Quinta Brunson won. I hope so. I really, I really do hope so. All right. Let's go over to the drama categories and let's start with um, lead actor in a drama series, outstanding lead actor in a drama series. The nominees are Jason Bateman for Ozark, Brian Cox for Succession, Lee Jung Jae for Squid Game, Bob Odenkirk for Better Call Saul, Adam Scott for Severance, and uh, Jeremy Strong for Succession. Uh, my my wish here is hearkening back to when I said earlier, Josh Brolin for Outer Range. Um, just a brilliant performance and it, it was uh, all kinds of layers and, and a show that should seem absolutely bonkers and call for some like over the top, weird, quirky acting. And we got that from almost everybody else. I mean, Noah Reed is just so bizarre and perfect in this show. Um, but Josh Brolin is just this centered, grizzled, down-to-earth performance, uh, kind of looking at all of the weirdness going on around him. And uh, uh, I really was captivated by that performance. So that's what I would like in that uh, in this category. That's my wish there. What about you? I don't have a wish, so I'm going to move on to my want okay. and, and root for Mr. Odenkirk, who has been grossly ignored throughout his run. And... Um, I think if you almost die doing your show, you should have an automatic Emmy. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah. But I'm I'm rooting rooting for Bob. Um, I I think that the 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 conventional wisdom would say Brian Cox will win for this. 
Um, but I would not be surprised if Bob Odenkirk does. Here's the thing you have to remember. Even though Better Call Saul just wrapped up its run, it will be eligible for next year's Emmys as well because of how they broke up the season. Um, that technically still the same season, the sixth season, but because they divided it up, this fo- this first half of this season um, will was eligible this year. The second half will be eligible next year. So I think even more, Bob has a better chance to even wrap it up next year because that will be the end. But I think coming on the heels of 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 the finale, it might be the time that it is most fresh in people's minds. So I I I I'm going to go out on a little bit of a limb and say Bob Odenkirk will win here. Although of course. Adam Scott is who I uh, I want to win because it's really the only one of those that I saw. I think that Lee Jung Jae is going to win for Squid Game. Oh, that would be very interesting as well. That is my uh, off the wall pick, but uh, even though it, it's been a while since it's been on, it it was a huge hit, and I think there's going to be some split loyalty with the succession and. Um, and the others who are really well known. I don't know why. I just have a feeling that he's going to win. That'd be great. That'd be great. All right. Moving on to the last acting category that we have. And that is Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. The nominees are Jodie Comer for Killing Eve. Laura Linney for Ozark. Interestingly enough, both of those actresses are coming to Broadway later this season. Um, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets. Sandra Oh for Killing Eve. Reese Witherspoon for The Morning Show. And Zendaya for euphoria um my wish in this category is that yon yu jung for pachenko had been nominated she is uh absolutely incredible that show i'm just still shocked that there was not more love for pachenko uh at the emmys i don't know if it was just too dense for some people to get through the the dueling japanese and korean uh, subtitles um i don't know but i mean it was brilliant and beautiful and moving and i thought that she was phenomenal as as sunja the 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 main protagonist in the show so um i wish she had been nominated i wish pachinko would have gotten more recognition and that's going to come up here in our next category but that's my wish here my wish is for the actress from pachinko named yoon yoo jung um <laughs> i don't know if anyone has heard or not but it was way overlooked by the emmys yeah. And I've heard, I've heard uh, that before. I have a feeling we're, we're going to have this same discussion in a couple categories. So okay. we'll just leave it at that. And right. I'll tell you that my want is Jodie Comer because she, mm. all the love seemed to have gone to Sandra O oh for Killing Eve. Fair enough. But I would, it, there's no show without her. And uh, it, it's, it's not easy to play a likable so- sociopath. I mean, unless you're in the government, you know, being a sociopath makes you pretty or i should say being in the government makes you an unlikable sociopath but being a literal one and being kind of charming and you're kind of rooting for them that's not an easy role to play so that is my want um how how did how did the fourth season the final season wrap up i mean did it return to the to the heights of the first season because i haven't watched since the first season been because i've the diminishing returns that we heard so much about in the subsequent seasons. How did this last season rank for you? I would rank the seasons, uh, one, four, two, three. Okay. Um, she did win for season one, I believe, or maybe I don't know for season one, she won in 2019. 
So, I thought Sandra O oh won. Uh, she might have won a different year, but uh, Jodie Comer is an Emmy winner, won in 2019. Hmm. So I don't know what season that was. She was nominated in 2020 and um, does not appear to be nominated in 2021. So maybe that was season two. Uh, I'm not sure how those broke down. But um, but yeah, well, anyway. Well, screw it. I want Melanie Linsky to win. <laughs> <laughs> that is who I want to win as well. I want Melanie Linsky to win because like – she has just been first off, she's like the one TV TV name and all of these Sandra. Oh, probably as much, but she's kind of like risen to the upper echelons of TV acting. But Melanie Linsky, like she was the crazy next door neighbor on two and a half men. Like she's just been doing the work for so long and to see her finally kind of get this breakout role. And she's had some small indie movie roles where she's been acclaimed, but like to see her be, the lead of an of a nominated you know show that kind of captured the popular zeitgeist um and is getting renewed for a second season like um i'm really happy for her and and i think kind of the things that she's talked about but the difficulties in her career to get lead roles as being a woman and somebody who you know who is not a um slender model type looking actress like i think that that's been really important to kind of bring to the conversation is she's talked about that fairly openly throughout not only this awards process but also in the press tours for yellow jackets so i I think she's great and i love seeing these kind of stories where people you know people you've seen for literal decades on tv as just kind of like the side folks and projects have these opportunities later or in the middle of their career. She's not old by any means, but you know, a couple decades into her career, have this opportunity to kind of break through. I think that's incredibly special and, and why I think awards are important. Um, I, 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 we've complained in the past about, Awards don't really matter because it's all about the work and whether people like it or not. But like these are the situations where this can, can, you know, this role and the fact that she's now an Emmy nominee literally can change her career and her life. And I think that that's really special. Um, So I want her to win. I think Zendaya is going to win for the second year in a row, mainly because, like you said earlier, these Emmy voters like to stick with what has what they've done before. Um, And Zendaya, although don't watch euphoria i think zendaya is marvelous and everything i've ever seen her in and i think she's another one of those wonderful kind of human beings who is this next generation of stars but um i would go with melanie for my one also melanie's awesome in yellow jackets like talk about um something you don't know what's going on behind those eyes she's multi-layered really interesting character on a show that you probably won't watch um I i did just get since um Paramount Plus finally worked out a oh yeah we just got that, with the Showtime. Showtime thing yeah I got it as yeah. well I've always had screener access to Showtime but that's like I can't watch it on TVs I'd have to you know whatever so I just I, I paid for the extra add on for Showtime so I've got that access now on all my smart TVs so I'll probably I, I would like to watch it I think um, you should it's yeah. really good it's okay. really good I also think Zendaya is going to win because and I I did watch Euphoria and I hate it I hate it I hate the show so much. I I can't stand it, but she is everything you think you know about her. You, you she would blow you away. Really? And until I watched her in this, I didn't understand why she won last time. But she's unbelievable. Like I I wanted to drop kick her into the ocean. She was a <laughs> she's a horrific character, and oh, you really? have to keep in mind that she's an addict. And like it's so so hard to watch and she is absolutely phenomenal and it will it will truly be an upset if she doesn't win for that performance in wow. season two good to know 
Good to know. All right, let's go into the series category, starting first with Outstanding Limited or Anthology Series. The nominees are Dope Sick, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, The Dropout, and White Lotus. Um, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't watch a single one of these. So I, I, I wish I had seen something that was nominated. Well, I don't have a wish. I want Dope Sick to win. I think White Lotus will win. I guess I would want the dropout to win just because, like, from what I've heard, like, that's the one that was, like, kind of took the most risks and was the most interesting um, in terms of its presentation. I I, I thought I was going to watch Inventing Anna when it was, like, first announced because I'm admittedly a huge Shondaland fan, fan but, like, the buzz on that one was not great, which is kind of surprises me that it was nominated for so much. Um, but I also, I also feel like the white Lotus is going to win because like, I mean, every single person in that cast was nominated. How could they not have it win in this category? Yeah. It'd be pretty insulting if it lost after all that. Uh, all right, let's go to outstanding comedy series and the nominees are, there's a lot of them. Abbott elementary, Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and your beloved what we do in the shadows my wish is that somehow abbott elementary hacks and only murders in the building could have been nominated in like other categories or other years or we could have multiple winners because i would love for all three of those to win i don't think they're going to um but those shows to me are certainly deserving of emmy awards um, and in any other year, one of those could be my want and will, but I, my want and will are both Ted Lasso, but you know, hacks only murders in the building Abbott elementary are all phenomenal. So, uh, I'm sad that they can't all win, I guess. My wish is for reservation dogs. Oh yeah. That's a good one too. Um, they really need to start acknowledging this show cause it is something special and especially with Rutherford Falls being canceled today. Oh, it was? I didn't know that. Yeah. One of the few few shows that are have 100% Native representation. And they tell really interesting stories. And I've already learned so much and realized how ignorant I was to Native culture and lifestyle. Because I, you're just never taught that. All you're taught is yeah. these legends and... Um, Modern day native culture is fascinating and there needs to be more people telling these stories and reservation dogs is absolutely a wonderful show. And I highly recommend it. Um, you already mentioned my want, which is what we do in the shadows. I'm just obsessed with that show, but I do think Ted Lasso will win and nobody's going to be mad about that. Nope. Not a single person. I, I will. I don't, I'm sure you and I have talked about this through text or something, but in terms of native representation on tv show and this is not a modern story this is set in like 1971 but dark winds on amc plus is really really good i love that i'm very excited that it's coming back for a season two so i did finish that i don't know if we did talk about it yeah (laughs) oh i don't know that we we definitely didn't talk about after you watched it but i i'm not i don't know if i told you that i liked it or not but oh yeah we'll talk about it offline but i did finish that okay um all right so our final category is outstanding drama series the nominees are better call saul euphoria ozark severance squid game stranger things succession and yellow jackets i wish that i had watched a single one of these shows other than severance um none of them other than like yellow jackets maybe squid game but i'm a little I don't know. I thought that might be a little much for me, but um, 
Severance is the only one I watched. Uh, I wish Pachenko or Station Eleven had been nominated. And, and you know, it's so interesting because I feel like Jen, I don't know if it was, I, I mean, I think it was probably mostly Trump getting elected, but certainly the, the pandemic happened as well. When we started doing podcasts together now, God, I mean, almost seven, six, seven, eight years. I don't even know at this point. Um, I was all about kind of like these heavier, darker dramas. And like, I've just kind of, I'm just not there. Like, I just, it doesn't interest me as much anymore. So I I don't know what that is, but things like Pachinko and Station Eleven, which are certainly, um, I mean, they're certainly heavy and have a lot of drama stuff, but there's, there's a, they're not overbearing and there's some sort of like uh i know lightness and interest to them so those are things that i wish had been nominated i'm sure all of these are great um but pachinko station 11 things like that are are something that i wish had had been included as well i I think what you said is valid and i will say that it's harder for me to watch shows about rich people's problems yeah after the last few years i tried watching succession and i just hated it. I hated every second of it. So I know people love it. I know they're great actors. Yeah. I know there's great writers. It's not for me. So enjoy. Same. <laughs> and I do think that's going to win. Um, I do too. I do wish Pachenko had been nominated. That was my wish. And I, re- I really want Stranger Things to win. I know it won't, but I've I've never been moved and blown away by a, a series in its fourth season like I have with Stranger Things. Um, I, I, I finished it in early July and I, I think about it every day. Wow. Uh, and you and I've talked about this before. I did not watch after the first season, not because I didn't like it. It was just one of those things that fell through the cracks, but you have recommended going back and like catching up. So, uh, so we'll see, maybe I will someday, but, uh, I, I know it's a big ask and I know your time is limited, but I, I honestly wouldn't say that if, if the payoff yeah. wasn't so worth it in season four. 100%. I totally believe you. And I, and I, and I recognize that my want is, is obviously severance there, but, um, I did look it up, Jen, our very first some like a pop episode was released on October 1st, 2015. So we are less than a month away from our seven year anniversary of podcasting together, which is, and it bears repeating. We've never met. <laughs> We've never met in person. Never met in person. It's, it's insane. Yeah. It is very, very bizarre. But uh, yeah, and uh, ironically enough, I believe, oh no, this was after the Emmys. This was after the Emmys because I linked to uh, my recap and commentary in the article. But yeah, interesting. Uh, almost seven years. It, it, so yeah. in here, here's the, here's the articles that I linked to <laughs> in this. Let's listen to this. You did a review of an episode of Empire in which you're headline which was always one of my favorite things you did was your headlines was move snitch get out the way um you also have a review of an episode of fear the walking dead which was bullet the cobalt blue sky i don't know what that means it's a u2 song okay uh and then another empire recap which was empire the lion's king which was very good i have emmys coverage from the 67th emmys um the Muppets new TV show. I have a review of tonight's premiere of the Muppets is joyless real life reinvention. Um, I have a recap of an episode of, of Nashville, not a recap. It's like a, a column about ABC's Nashville could learn a lot from legit soap operas. Then I did an interview with somebody who was on IFC's hockey comedy benders. 
Um, and I, I actually recommended Rachel Bloom's YouTube channel before wow. before That's the series before premiered. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Yeah. Well, it's that the it premiered. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend uh, premiered later that month. So it's uh, like a, a check it out before the series premiere of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So look at that. Move, snitch, get out the way might be my my crowning I mean, achievement for headlines. You were always great at those. You had some great scandal ones as well, but yeah. move, snitch, get out the way is is pretty next that, level. That might be my crowning achievement. It might be. Put that on your special skills in your resume. <laughs> pun reference headline names. So, uh, All right. Any other Emmy-related things that you want to get off your chest? Any other categories that we didn't talk about that you want to mention something on? I mean, there are a lot of snubs, and I think we've adequately voiced our grievances with the with the Academy. But the biggest um, snub I thought was Rathaniel by Gerard yeah. Carmichael. Um, that that was just really upsetting. It's just a brilliant piece of work. I still hope that you watch it, and I hope everyone watches it because it's a real important message. And Again, it's billed as a comedy special, but there's a lot going on and it's an experience. And I just, I'm, I'm sad that that no one thought like, wow, this deserves an award. But honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't need it because it's it's perfection yeah. the way it is. Would you, would, would, do you think that that would belong in a, um, uh, and like the variety special category? Or do you think that it's enough to like, show up in the comedy or drama series, like limited series there, TV I mean, movie I think it thing. Would, it would have to be in the comedy special because they're not going to get into the weeds about parameters. We They've shown that. And it's 60 minutes of a comedian sitting on stage talking to an audience in a comedy club. So it is what it is, but just go in knowing that there are laughs, but there are also some very deep moments. Yeah. Um, the one other thing that I'll mention is – in the Outstanding Competition program, you get a lot of the ones you've always seen. Top Chef, The Voice, Amazing Race, even RuPaul's Drag Race. You also get Nailed It in there, which is a show that I haven't watched in a long time. But, like, it's fun and it's enjoyable. But the one I really hope wins is Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls. Um, that's spelled G-R-R-R-L-S. Um, I mean, in a different way than... Um, Selena Taylor and Demi because Lizzo didn't start out as like a, you know, a super young star, but Lizzo also doing the things of like living her life and not making apologies for it. Um, this competition series basically is about auditioning women to be her backup dancers that wouldn't, you know, because of how their, what their size are, it's in the title, big girls would never get those kind of opportunities. And I just think it's, it was, I, I haven't watched all of it, but I've seen a couple episodes, very fun, you know, very cool. And Lizzo is just a joy to watch, whether it's in, you know, her music, it's on an awards show, it's on this, it's on TikTok, whatever she is. She's absolutely a delight every time I see or hear her. Could I get that sound bite of you uh, saying the title of the show? Could you I'm send sure. that over to me? I will me? send that over to you. Yeah, you can Thank make it you. my... Uh, my if any time I text, you, when you text yeah, me yeah exactly. that'd be great absolutely all 
Uh, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of Broadway Radio Some Like It Pop podcast. You can find all of our episodes in the Broadway Radio feed. Or if you really want to support us, head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon so you can get these episodes before anybody else. Uh, also, let us know what you wish, want, or will to happen at the Emmy Awards. That'll be coming up on Monday, September 12th. We would love to hear from you. You can reach out to all of us collectively on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. You can find me at Matt on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. I actually finally put something on Facebook for the first time in years. Um, so I'm there too, although I have like five friends. Um, but Jen, where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on Collider.com. I write for them. And also on Medium.com at Eponine Q. All right, everybody. That's all we have for today. Happy Labor Day. This is coming out on Monday in the regular feed. Um, we hope that you are celebrating by not working. Uh, and we'll be back to talk to you at some point in the future. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll uh, I guess, what's the next award show? It'd be the Oscars, right? I guess there's nothing before the Oscars. Yeah, we don't acknowledge the Golden Globes or the Grammys anymore, yeah. right? I mean, I exactly. never acknowledge the Grammys, so <laughs> I haven't okay. listened. As, okay. as we illustrated with our lack of Selena Gomez knowledge. Yeah, I mean, really, the only, my only connection to modern music is when there's something on Hurdle that I have no idea what it is until I <laughs> get to the end and it shows up. So that's all I got. But All right, everybody, have a wonderful uh, Labor Day, and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>